The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Tyreek Hill, 185 pounds. What's the lesson? Everyone holds their weight different. Everyone holds their weight different. There's some folks that can that can play fast at a certain weight. Some folks that can't. And so it's up to the nutritional staff. It's up to the strength staff to find that out as quick as possible, whether that is putting you in a bot pod and finding out your body percentage or you know, seeing how you play at a certain weight, see how you train at a certain weight, and then determining, all right, he can, he can add five or he can add ten and still be at that speed. Or he needs to drop five. Or he needs to drop ten. You got you know injury history and issues with your muscles, straining muscles. Maybe losing some weight is is an option for you. A better option for you than working on flexibility. So everyone's different, though. Yes, and I wasn't saying that Jalen Hyatt was as fast as Tyreek Hill. No, you didn't say that. No, I didn't. I know I didn't, but people don't know how to listen. I was I was saying that Jalen Hyatt has a skill set that NFL teams are drooling over right now, and it'll be a shame if Jalen can't tap into that because he, he could really make himself and his family a whole lot of money at the next level. Yeah, and NFL, they've been drooling over speed for decades. So like, it's, it's nothing new, but you, no. are, yeah, you are correct. Like speed kills, and everybody wants to have a player with Hyatt's speed but what they're not going to do they're not going to just take you just because you're straight line fast and, and on the track unless you're the Bengals well I mean the Bengals they haven't made a pick like that since since they botched that pick with Ross correct that they have been they have been really good since that yeah so like but that I'm not track point, speed alone is not gonna get you get, get you in the league it's not but it did get John Ross drafted that high he also made plays though for Washington like you go look at the Pac-12, yeah. But that was the year. Remember, that was the year they played Alabama in the uh, college football playoff and got drugged. But right. you go look at you know John Ross's numbers that year. But Washington, he I mean he put oh, up he numbers balled. too. Yeah, he, he put up, in college. Yeah, he put up numbers too. The, but you can't tell me the combine speed wasn't why he oh, got drafted so highly. Absolutely, it's absolutely why. Absolutely why. It has to be a combination. It has to be a combination of the productivity on the field, and then you go and crush it at the NFL Pro Day or Combine with your speed, that gets you drafted. The person that comes to mind the most is Dante Stallworth. Dante Stallworth had 35 catches a senior year. Or not senior year, but his last year. 35 catches, that's it. Tillman had 70, double. Dante had only 35 catches, but his yards per catch was like 20-something, I think. 18, 20 yards per catch. And then he ran a four two eight at the pro day, <laughs> so that got him drafted. I think eleventh to the Saints that year. So you got to have the production on the field, and you got to have a nice time. And Hyatt doesn't have the production yet. Got to get that production up, and he's working to do that. He is committed to the weight room. He is doing a better job with 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 his weight. Just has to be consistent. That's what he needs to work on. Nick B98, are y'all worried the defense this year might be worse than it was this past season after losing Taylor and Butler? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried. But I was worried last year too, and the defense was better than what I thought it would be. So I trust Rodney Garner. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Tennessee doesn't have a Matthew Butler returning along the defensive line, and I mean I I think they'll even miss Jaquan Blakely, not necessarily from a, a production standpoint per se, but just somebody Rodney Garner could trust as a voice in that room and and also just 
although he maybe lacked the the athleticism and, and skill set to to really be productive. I mean, he he was thrown out there because Rodney knew that he was going to be where he was supposed to be and, and do what he was supposed to do on, on each and every single play. Same with Caleb Tremblay. Just a, a veteran that you can throw out there and you know that they will do what they are supposed to do. So I, I, I think they'll even miss a, a Jaquan Blakely and a Caleb Tremblay from that standpoint. Like the receiver position, they need guys to take that next step. Omari Thomas, he, he's going to be a big piece for them up front this year. I thought he had a, a pretty solid year this year in his first real year of playing time, but he, he he's needs gonna, to take a step. Have, he's going to have the breakout. You think so? Mm-hmm. I hope so. That, that was huge for the defense. I agree. Yeah, he was flashing during the season like, yo, oh, he, he, he's been he in the backfield a lot. Yeah, he's been very, very active. He's super athletic. You know who I like? Dejon Terry. He flashed at times as, as well. And it, it would be I, – I think he's capable of taking a, another step uh, as well. Uh, where, where's Elijah Simmons, man? It's now or never, my guy. It's now or never. I, I, I think he, he needs to, to strengthen his mindset this offseason. He, he did battle injury this past year, but it, it's now or never. If, if, it, if the wall doesn't work out, man, he could be like Ruben Stutter. Well, I, I don't care about him being like Ruben Stutter. I want him to be the Ruben Stutter of the football team on the football field, the star of, of Tennessee's defense. That's what I want. Are you familiar with Ruben Stutter? I am familiar with Ruben Stutter. I grew up watching American Idol. Now, I don't listen to his music, but I know who he is and remember him on American Idol. Where's Ruben Stutter from? I don't know. Your home state. I'm from Tennessee, so he's from Tennessee. He's from, he from Memphis. He's from Birmingham, Alabama. Your home state. <laughs> I lived in Alabama. <laughs> Ruben Stutter. Elijah Simmons can sing, so if it doesn't work out in football field, man, he can. I don't care about his singing career. I wanted to be a productive football player for my for my school. I don't care about what he does afterwards. Just be good while you're here. <laughs> I'm slightly kidding. Uh-huh. Is Page coming back? Solon Page? Yes, he'll be back. I ain't gonna read what Nelson said after that. Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. Please tell me no. Well, well, the answer is yes. He ain't supposed to say that. Sorry, Nelson. No. Nelson wants to get all mad about golf for two minutes on the show. So all his comments that are on the text box for the next month are are liable to be read. Hey, hey man, make sure Ross said I'm sorry for 2000, 2004. I think that was a track by Ruben Stutter. Hey man, Elijah Simmons, he gonna be Ruben Stutter, man. If it don't work out, he gonna he gonna be America's Got Talent or The Voice. And Blake Shelton gonna turn around and share and go, you tell me your story. I used to play defense tackle for Tennessee. I wear a big chain. But singing is where my heart is. And he's going to sing. And he's going to be on the voice. He's going to win the voice. He'll be the second player or the second singer from this area to win one of those talks or one of those uh, singing shows. First one was Chris Blue. It's going to be Elijah Simmons next. You wait, Ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben, I like that. You want to be a protective football player? That's what you want. Be a a football player. And and then imagine (laughs) how much money you can make being a great football player and Ruben Stutter. (laughs) Riley Vall says, can Elijah give Jalen like 15 pounds? Jalen's going to gain his weight. He's he's good. He's going to gain his weight. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. He's going to be bigger. He'll be noticeably bigger this spring. i put money on that. I got some money right here. Hope Ooh, so. Tennessee needs them. Oh, these are whole dollars. I told you they were silver dollars before the show. How did these get here? Your daughters. Where they get them from? <laughs> they robbed somebody at school. Your youngest, your youngest took somebody's lunch money yesterday. My youngest kids are bullying kids at school, taking their money. Where they get this? Where they get this money from? You know, I started to realize something about your middle middle child. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> like your youngest, we, we've always known that she's a bully, 
and is going to be a bully. She's not a bully and she, not going to be a bully. She she is the the pit bull but uh, she, of the clan. But she but she is she is a pit bull. She is you. But she's not going to be bullying anybody. Shh. Okay. How do you think these silver dollars got here? <laughs> your your uh, middle one is perceived as the the sweet one mm-hmm. of of the two youngest, maybe mm-hmm. even out of all three. Mm-hmm. She is your, your oldest is just the the quietest, mm-hmm. um, but but your middle one, like she's perceived as this innocent, sweet little child, but she's got a little mouth on her, and like she's gonna bully people in a sweet way. Like she's just straight and to the point. Like, okay, you you can give me that now. So like, even though jokes. she's she's perceived as the, the sweet innocent one, like she she she's gonna bully people too. And apparently they're both bullying people. I mean, I, I they've got a an operation going on at school, bringing home this stuff. I don't know where they got those. They brought home silver dollars from three of them, not one, three of them. I haven't seen a silver dollar in like three years. I think their mom gave it to them. I'm I'm choosing to believe they bullied somebody at school. Give me your lunch money, punk. <laughs> we don't we don't condone that in the Swain household. That's my civil dollar now, punk. We don't we don't do that. Let Elijah do the anthem. <laughs> Ben's like, no, forget your forget your hobbies. And no, the things like you I'm, care about off off the field. We we want production on the field. I'm all for hobbies off the field if you're producing on the field. <laughs> ben said, focus on getting to the national championship. And then secure your bag by singing <laughs> That's right. the national anthem there, Elijah. <laughs> Eason could be the dark horse. I like Bryson Eason. The only thing I would say to that comment, ATL VFL, is that he, he didn't play as much as I thought he would this past season. I, I thought he would he would play a little bit more than he did. So that that raises a, a flag and an eyebrow from me. I like Bryson Easton, but man, I thought he would play more this past year. Maybe, maybe, maybe it clicks for him this spring, man. This spring is a is a big spring. We know we asked Austin Price who he thought needed a big spring, and the first person he said was was Jalen Hyatt. But uh, you look at Elijah Simmons, and um, when you look at you know, Bryson Easton, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can look at on defense stepping to the forefront and being someone that Rodney Garner and company can count on. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have opportunity to um, make some noise this spring that need a big spring. Uh, Eason was was recruited by by Pruitt. Gets here, you have a new coach coaching you. Doesn't matter if you have a new coach, you're here. So make the plays, show what you can do, and get it done. Is Solomon and Bumpus coming back? Aubrey Solomon, is he going to be like John Fulkerson? We got this question a couple of weeks ago. Aubrey Solomon is not coming back. Latrell Bumpus is coming back. What was that hint, that, that fist pump for? Latrell coming back? Huh? Huh? What fist pump? Why'd you fist pump after I said Aubrey Solomon's not coming back? I'd be like, I'd snap my fingers like that. Like, Dang. like Usher? No. Or, or like Lil John? I'd be like that. Snap your fingers and do the stuff. I'd be like that. Dang. You can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. Yeah, Aubrey Solomon, I thought, I thought, um, I thought we'd get a lot more, man. I remember the, when we found out he was going to transfer to Tennessee. Man, you would have thought we won the lottery. Ooh, he's a five star. He was a five star. He's from Georgia. He's a five star. He's a baller. We never stopped to think, like, why is he transferred? Why, why is Michigan not really worried? You know, like. The guys we get from Michigan, they go on to play in the college football playoff. <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh. Whatever. Probably says, I never wasted more time on Twitter than following that Solomon saga. Yes. Yes. But that's a lesson that you just you just never know, man. You you never know who's going to step up. And be the player that we we want every player to be, and who's not? You just never know, man. Look at Cedric Tillman. Boom, blew up out of nowhere. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Romel Keaton can do that this year. Shut up, man. Why Hopefully. do you dislike Romel Keaton so much? 
I don't dislike him. I just don't think he's going to be that guy. And you keep messing with me. Brian says, uh, I think Bryson Eason was redshirting as long uh, as he was adjusting to a new position. It's go time now. It is go time now. See how many games he played in this past year. BFL 16 says a recently graduated player told me the other day that Eason was likely the strongest dude on the team that doesn't recognize how strong he is yet. And when it clicks, he is going to be a menace. That's big time. I do think uh, Eason redshirted this past year. He only played in three games, played in Bowling Green, Pittsburgh, and Vanderbilt. Dang, Vanderbilt. But still, even with him redshirting this year, I still thought he was going to play more. Going into the year, I thought he would play more. Dang. Say say those two games again, the three games again. Bowling Green, Pittsburgh, and... Just hang on. Vanderbilt. So think about it, man. He played in the first two games Mm -hmm. of the season. (laughs) Didn't play anymore. And then Tennessee was like, Let's watch this Vanderbilt tape. All right, this is a good game for Brian Easton to play in <laughs> at the end of the season. <laughs> Vanderbilt's trash. Let's put Brian Easton in. I think we good with him. Bryson. Bryson Easton, my bad. Let's put Bryson Easton in there, man. Let's put him in there. We get him some good reps against a, uh, a Bowling Green type of team. Golly, Vanderbilt, what you doing? Collecting those SEC checks. That's what you're doing. You're stealing. You're stealing money. Thieves. <laughs> That's what Vanderbilt's doing. You should be kicked out of the league. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. We need them in our pod. <laughs> when Texas, Oklahoma comes, we need them in our pod. Missouri, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. In the, in the SEC East pod. That's what we need. No, 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 no. Don't try to kick out Vanderbilt. No, 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 no. We got to have Vanderbilt in the SEC. Easy dub. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Stay with us. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865 200 5503. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. 
and this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Don't miss Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union's President's Day Special. Take advantage of these incredible rates. We're offering auto, recreational, and refinancing loans as low as 1.90% APR. This amazing rate is only available from February 14th through the 25th. You don't want to miss this limited time offer because after the 25th, rates will go back up. Apply in branch or online at atfcu.com. Get this rate before it's gone and celebrate President's Day with incredible savings. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is is here to help bring your dreams within reach. So, if you're looking for financing for a new vehicle or looking to finance a home improvement project, ATFCU is here with a variety of affordable loan options that bring your dreams to life. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up during our President's Day special and get a loan for as low as 1.90% APR. Take advantage of these incredible rates. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is the clear choice. Your less red tape banking alternative. An equal housing lender annual percentage rate. Terms and conditions apply subject to credit approval. The rate you qualify for is determined by your creditworthiness. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at swainevent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim if you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com.
get to our guy Jay on the Irish Networks Hotline. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Jay, good morning. Swain, good morning, brother. What's up? What's up? Man, what's going on with uh, Jalen Hyde? Can my boy not gain no weight, or what's going on? He's gaining weight now, but yeah, I mean, is it's, it's his first his first year too. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't gaining weight, and um, I don't think his um, focus in the weight room is where it needed to be. But I think that's that's changing, and um, I think it's going to pay off for him. But he just needs to be be, be consistent. Because it's easy to start right now, fresh off of a season where you didn't play as much as you thought you would and have the plays that you thought you would. It's February. Um, mm-hmm. So you've done it for January. You've done it for, for February for the most part. You got to do it. You got to do it for next month. <clears throat> and next month, you got to do it every single day. So, uh, so far, so good. But uh, just got to be consistent. And um, I know that. Seeing the other guys ball out last year did a lot for him and let him know what he needs to do. Man, I sure hope so because, man, he could be a nice second piece to Tillman. I mean, that, that guy's potential is through the roof, but um, it, it's just I hope I hope it comes through. Um, Swain I was, and, and Ben, I was watching a, a 30 for 30 uh, last night, which y'all know what those are, the ESPN 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which one? This one was on the Buffalo Bills in the early 90s. And it's called the Four Falls of Buffalo. And the the Buffalo Bills, for those who don't know, they went to four straight Super Bowls between like 90 and 94. And they lost every one of them. <laughs> and, you know, so that's it, it's sad that's what they're going to be known for because they were actually a really good team. You don't get to four straight Super Bowls if you're not good. Yeah. And 93. they just – was it 93? Yeah, 1993. 1993. So, they, they were um, just a great team, and they put up tons of points. They, they led the league in offense. They led the league in touchdowns, yards, all that. And I didn't realize this. I kind of um, thought about what we're doing here at Tennessee, but they were interviewing Jim Kelly, and he said the thing that really switched it around for them in like 1990 when they started going on this winning streak and their Super Bowl streak was they went to a no-huddle offense. And they were trying to hike the ball as as fast as they could. They were trying to get lined up, get on the ball, hike the ball as fast as they absolutely could. And he said when they went to that style of offense, they just started killing teams. And they led the league in in touchdowns. They led the league in yards, total offense, and – uh, it, it was just, it was just steamrolling people after that, and they, they were playing the, uh, the the Raiders in the AFC Championship game one year, and this is the big bad Raiders, you know, they're kind of like the bad boys, and uh, they're talking all this smack about how they're going to handle this fast pace, this up tempo, and they just they kill the the Bills just kill them. They beat them fifty to three. Howie Long in the first quarter is yelling over to Jim Kelly, the quarterback, and yelling at him to slow it down. And, <laughs> but they were talking about what that tempo does to teams and just how it physically just – it will just beat you down if you're the opponent and you're not used to it. And it just kind of got me excited about what Heifel's doing here. And if he can just – Kirby Smart was right. You can't out-team people in this league. you got to get the dudes. But if he can get the guys – to go along with this scheme, Swain. I mean, we could we could have something special here. I agree. I agree. I think, and I think the guys that we're talking about in particular here, they're defensive linemen. Yeah. I mean, remember, remember that Auburn team, man, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. They went fast. Mm-hmm. They went up tempo, and yes, they had they had a beast at Cam Newton, who was a once in a lifetime type of player, but they also had Nick Fairley. That defensive mm. line front that complemented that up tempo offense very well, and that's mm. what Tennessee has to get: pass rushers, a defensive front to complement the up tempo, fast pace. That 2013 Auburn team—they had some dudes in the trenches. Mm-hmm. They had Greg Robinson, who was the first round pick. Trace Mason was running all over everybody. Nick Marshall was a quarterback, but they had a defense in particular, the defensive front that was able to, 
to, to balance out that offense. And that's where we have to address, you know, our, our roster. You, and Swain, that's why you pay Rodney Gardner whatever he wants. Yep. Yep. Just give, give, give the man whatever he wants. Yeah, remember all that stuff we was hooking up Rick Barnes with to, keep, to make him stay here in Knoxville? Mm-hmm. Like, he needed anything free after getting $5 million a year. You give it to Rodney Gardner. You don't have to pay for anything. You go to a restaurant. Mm. You make sure Rodney Garner is happy. Absolutely. That's- and speaking of offering, I, I said before the last Kentucky basketball game, I wa- I was willing to lose to Kentucky if we could beat Auburn. I want to beat Auburn. I want to beat Bruce Pearl this year more than I wanted to beat Kentucky. Did you, do you, how do y'all feel about that? It's hard to disagree with that. Uh, I I disagree. I really want to beat. I want to beat Kentucky more. I hate Kentucky. I, I don't hate Auburn. I, I don't want to see Bruce have success. I don't want to see Auburn have success. But it, that doesn't stem from hate. That, that stems from not wanting to see my ex do well or do better than me. I hate Kentucky with every fiber in my being. Uh, that, that'll that'll never change. <laughs> Kentucky, Coach Cal, I I can't stand them. I, I can't stand Matt Jones and the stupid, idiotic fans. I, I can't stand Kentucky. I don't feel that way about Auburn. I, I don't. They're not a rival. Kentucky is a rival. So I do really want to beat Auburn. But you know, but that, you, that would be second on, on my list. But, but you know what you don't want to hear? Kentucky. What you don't want to hear is our fans drooling over Bruce Pearl if we lose mm-hmm. to Auburn. They do that if we lose to Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if you lose to Auburn, Oh my gosh, it's gonna it's gonna be insufferable. Well, it's also the narrative will be out there that Bruce Pearl owns Rick, Rick Barnes. I get all that, but to me, dealing with Tennessee, losing to Kentucky, and dealing with Kentucky fans is is more painful for me. You know, Ben, I, I normally I'd agree with you. I don't know why. If it's just that I'm I, I'm kind of tired of losing to Bruce, and it's kind of <laughs> that ex girlfriend thing. I feel you. And they're having a good year. And I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. Stephen Pearl's face kind of irritates me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his haircut or his nose or what it is. It irritates the hell out of me sometimes. And I just want to beat them. I do not want to lose to them this year. I would I would take two losses to Kentucky uh, if, I could get to, if I could get Auburn. I don't know about two I, losses. I'm 1,000% with you on how you feel about Auburn. I feel the same way. It, it just does not – overtake Kentucky for me. Well, be, well, before I get out of here, what do you, I mean, do you think we got to, I mean, we're like heavily favored by all these analytical and right. models. That, they right. I mean, heavily. We got like an 80, 90% chance of winning. And I'm like, what, what's going on? That's like, right. They know about so, the guard play for Tennessee. They know about it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, That's a good we're we're going to see guys. I hope we pull it out, man. Me too. See you, buddy. Me too. Ken, Ken Palm gives Tennessee a 61% chance of winning and projects a 71-68 to 68 Tennessee win. Yes. So, Ken Palm projects a, a three-point Tennessee win. And, and Ken Palm actually had a cool tweet earlier this week. I, th- I think it was Wednesday morning after Tuesday's games. I've been sharing the, the Ken Palm projections for individual games uh, for Tennessee all season long. So you all know that Kim Palm projects the games by, by their metrics, looking at it from a statistical uh, standpoint. And he tweeted this at 1.16 a.m. yesterday morning, but it, was, but it was after the, uh, the Tuesday night games. Tonight, college basketball was solved, and he tweeted a screenshot, and Kim Palm projected every single college basketball game that was played that night correctly. Uh, that he predicted Tennessee to beat Missouri 71 to 60. Tennessee won 80 to 61, which is weird because I think somebody on this show said that Tennessee would win about 80 ish to 60 ish. And what do you know? Tennessee won 80 to 61. Somebody called in and said that? Uh, no, I, I believe his name is uh, Ben McKee, uh, whoever that smart guy is. But he, he was spot on. So my point in saying this is that Kim Pong spot on pretty often. He, he's. <laughs> He he's right, way more than he is wrong, and he he's predicting a a seventy one to sixty eight win over Auburn on Saturday it gives Tennessee a a sixty one percent chance of winning. Yeah, man, we got we got we got beat Auburn. Oh, it's gonna feel so good. 
It'll feel so good. So, 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 so good. Bruce, or uh, Rick has not had a ton of success against Bruce. That is for sure. Yep. That's why, for me, this year, Auburn would be a bigger win than Kentucky. Yeah, see, it, it, it feels like some people, like, change their – their feelings around teams based off of current circumstances, but it it never changes for me. Kentucky will always be the most gratifying win on the schedule, unless Tennessee can somehow find a way to to make a Final Four. Uh, a win in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four would obviously be much sweeter than beating Kentucky or winning a Final Four game or a Natty obviously would be more gratifying, but year in and year out, Assuming that that doesn't happen year in and <laughs> year out, Kentucky will always be the most gratifying win on the schedule, regardless of circumstance. I don't want to see Tennessee basketball account tweet out the final score if we if we lose and Auburn fans flood it. That's what I don't want to see. Ben. I am nervous about that because they they do it to 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 people who cover the team as well. Because I don't, I mean, I don't want my mentions flooded. Vol, Vol Twitter has this, you know, self-proclaimed undefeated record. Which I don't know how 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 true that is. Well, Dr. Vol gives gives Vol Twitter L's all the time, so but we need to. If we that lose narrative. to Auburn, Ben, Vol Twitter will be taking an L that day. Yeah, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah, and if if you don't know what we're talking about, just go look at Ole Miss basketball's Twitter account from last night. They they lost my word. Uh, they lost to Auburn as we discussed earlier. And Auburn fans, as Swain is talking about, loves to flood the mentions of the opposing team when they tweet out the final score graphic. It's terrible. Uh, guess how many uh, responses Ole Miss basketball has to its final score graphic last night? Uh, 2,300. No, not that, not that much. 1,292, which is still a, a ton. If you don't know what ratioed is, this is what ratioed is, is when you have more responses than you – when then you do retweets and likes 57 retweets 269 likes 1292 responses all of it auburn fans yes with memes and graphics like this one is you have been defeated by windmill green jr oh my God. with wendell green's face on a windmill that is terrible uh who did that joker phillips jasper i think i'll treat her with respect. Yo, Auburn fans are corny. Jabari Smith sweeping. Where's that? Cardwell. I Cardwell. Cardwell. Sweeping uh, Ole Miss, Landsharks, and, and Rebels, and Bears, all their mascots. That's a good graphic. That's a good Making one. fun of all the Ole Miss's mascots into a, into a trash can. That's pretty good. Bruce Pearl shooting a, a pretty insane shot inside of Auburn Arena with, with the letter L on the basketball and making it. Good shot. Weak. Week week video. It, they I don't I don't know why they're doing the memes like this where it's like distorted. Somebody can fill me in they, on that. They're hey man, they're weird, man. I mean, it's Auburn. What else you got to do in Auburn? But somebody responded and said, "You disappointed God tonight." God, I don't want that. That's why we got to <laughs> beat Auburn, man. I don't want Vault Twitter taking an L because it's literally want... nothing you can say in return. Like, there's no comeback if you lose to Auburn. We gonna do go to football. We lost football last time we played them. There's nothing you can say. Say so you need to win Saturday. That's and their why women's basketball team beat our butts a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, we got we got to win, man. Baseball hasn't played in a while. I think the last time they played, Auburn got the best of Tennessee. They played this year though. Auburn comes to Knoxville. You gonna throw out the first pitch that weekend? Hey man, if they want this heat. Ben Joyce, watch out. Got that heat coming. Show you how to do it, man. Show you how to do it. I got some nasty stuff, too. 105 on the gun. That's what I got for you. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Anytime when we throw out the first pitch. I need to get a little bit warmer, though. You know, because I can't go out there with a stiff arm. You know, don't tell them where the ball might go. No, you don't get a warm-up pitch. You may not get a warm-up pitch. When I threw the first pitch at the last game of the Huntsville Stars at Joe Davis, I didn't get a warm-up pitch, and I still threw a strike. You know what? I don't need a warm-up pitch. I'm also, good. when I drove by uh, Joe Davis this past weekend, did you know they were tearing it down? Yeah. I didn't. 
get rid of the thing, man. Well, I mean, I agree. It was it was disgusting, but I didn't know they were they had finally decided to tear it down. They they had let it grow for so long. It looked disgusting in there. It was time, but now they're tearing it down. I don't know what they're building there. Maybe you should give them some ideas since you're the expert on Tennessee baseball renovations. I am the expert. I pissed a lot of people off the other day. Why? Uh, on the Monday night chat on VodQuest, uh, somebody asked me what I would do to, to to take care of the stadium, and I said I would move the frats off campus, blow up their buildings, and build a brand-new baseball stadium right where the frats are. And the frat boys on the general's quarters did not like that. The, the, the frat boys of the GQ were not fans of that plan. Where, where can I get on GQ and like your comment? You can sign up for nine ninety five a month. Support my new child and, and your soon to be nephew, the coldest. Can I can I give can I give that a uh, post two thumbs up? Yeah, you can. You actually can. You, you, you sure can. But the frat boys did not like that post. And we just move them. They can move somewhere. That's else. right. They, that, they don't I, need I, to be right there. I didn't Go say somewhere t- else. exactly. I didn't say Tennessee needed to get rid of the frat boys. I was saying I would move them. Like we moved the sororities a couple years ago. We can we can put them over there by the sororities. I don't know if that's a good idea. Why not? Frat boys next to the sororities. That's that's they don't, if they uh, want to get uh, together, uh, they're gonna do it anyways. Might as well put them close well, together anyway. Absolutely. So we can but get I'm, what we want, which is a better baseball. Correct. So. But I am talking about let let's avoid the risk of uh, a male doing it when the female doesn't want to. On a Friday or Saturday night, when they're intoxicated, that that could prevent some that that well, that could that I ain't, I ain't, create some issues. I don't, I, I don't have much to say in that. Area. But you got to think about this kind of stuff when you're making those decisions. I, I'm saying I'm just thinking about baseball facility being better. I look, I'm, I'm with you there. And I'm willing, but to, I'm willing to do that. Here's what I think with, we should with, do with the, with the fraternity house. Let's let's move the fraternity houses across the river on top of UT's body farm. I think that'd be a great place for them. See, then you'll get some more hate. Can't do that either. Frat boys are overrated. That's right. You heard me. You frat boy that's listening to me. I know there's somebody right now dog cussing me in their car or at work. Who is who was a frat boy? Oh, you, you, Alex you, agrees. He says frat row is always overrated. Move it across the river. Yeah. Let's go, Alex. Oh, they're building multi-purpose fields at Joe Davis. Vaughn Birmingham says, if we win, we need to ratio them. With nobody is better than Vol Twitter. Know your role and shut your damn mouth. That's right. That would be awesome. No, that would be awesome. Vol Birmingham says Auburn will be the most gratifying win this year, bigger than Kentucky to me. If we win, we have to ratio their Twitter account. I'm I like, sure. Uh, I like Vol Birmingham. Vol Birmingham, who's if, an hour away from Auburn, has has no bias in that comment. I like Vol Birmingham. You know, if I was so happened to be in Birmingham. You know, watching a baseball game or in Tuscaloosa, you know, I would have made the effort to meet Vaughn Birmingham, unlike you. <laughs> also, Vaughn Birmingham's a fraud. His name's not even correct. He lives in Pelham. So how can you be Vaughn Birmingham if you live in Pelham? That's true, Vaughn Birmingham. You live in Pelham. Like, you got to say Vaughn Pelham. It'd be little Dabo Jr. here on the text box. <laughs> uh Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but do your homework and make sure you go to a provider that you trust. I recommend Low T Center. Several reasons why I recommend Low T Center. They specialize in men's wellness. They check all of your levels, not just your testosterone. They determine the cause of any symptoms you are having and whether you are a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Their annual health assessment is typically covered by health insurance, and it's Thorough checking everything from your PSA um, levels, your prostate levels, your thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Low T Center has affordable, convenient options for treating, including monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home. These are a game changer. So the Low T Center app, you attest to every time you um Carry out your self-injections. The moment your injections start to get low, the app will let Low T Center know that it's time to send you a new batch. And one is automatically dropped at your front door step. So really simple, really easy, really convenient there at Low T Center. And you get those results. Vaughn Birmingham says, Alabaster, Ben, Alabaster. 
Yeah, I'm say sure. Birmingham then. For some reason, I always think that he he's from Pelham. Yeah, say say Vol and Birmingham. Don't say Vol and Alabaster. I I just I wouldn't admit that I'm from Birmingham either. I mean, that's like that's like being from Alcoa and just tell people you're from Knoxville, or being from Alpharetta and just telling people you from you from Atlanta. I get it. I get it, Vol and Birmingham. And you, know, you don't got time to be telling people where exactly Alabaster is and pulling out a map and sending them a link and telling them, oh, it's about 22 and a half miles away from Birmingham. Just say you're from Birmingham. No, don't say you're from Birmingham. It's better than Alabaster. Who's, who's on the phone? Uh, I beg to differ. We have Rusty. Rusty, good morning. What up, fellas? What's up, Rusty? Where you been, man? Hard to wake up, man. It's not even 7 a.m. What do you mean hard to wake up? You're like 40, 50 years old, man. Grown people get up early. I worked on the end of like almost like seven at night sometimes. So like my, my sleep schedule's all off. I'm not waking up early enough these days. I got you. I got you. So first off, congrats, Ben, on everything. So happy for you. We 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 we're so excited for you, man. He didn't do anything. He did something. What did he do? You know, I produced the baby boy. Something you could never do. That's true. What did? Oh, Thank you, Rusty. I appreciate your very, very. I didn't kind know what words. Rusty was talking about. He didn't say anything like about the kid. He just said that you were doing something good. What else is going on in my life that is good? It's not hard to produce it anyway. Well, if you had three Tyler. tries at it, it struck out each time. I don't know what's going on there. I think you should go for a fourth time. Mm-mm. You're like a Rod in the playoffs, just Hang, hanging them up, swing and miss, it's swing time, and miss, swing and miss, strike out, strike out, strike out. When it's time, it's time. Hung them, hung oh, for them three. Up. That's fine. Hey, there's nothing better than being the daddy of girls, too, though, man. So. Debatable. I'm telling you, good stuff. You better, you better, you better make sure you don't have another kid. It's not a girl. Cause I'm no, gonna, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna get you. I, okay. I actually want, I want my second to be a girl. So hopefully, I'll, I'll join the girl dad club one day. But thank you for the kind words in the meantime on being a boy dad. Right on. Hey, man, we're we're just tickled to death for you. So, uh, is 104 miles per hour fast? A little bit. Right. Man. There, there's, ma- there's major league pitchers who don't throw that fast. I mean, there, there's only, like, Aroldis Chapman doesn't throw that fast anymore. I mean, he, he maybe right. gets up to 100, 101. The, uh, the guy for the Cardinals, uh, what's his name, Jordan Hicks, I, I think? Yeah. He can yeah. get up that fast. But, I mean, he's routinely touching 103. 104, which is, I mean, it just blows my mind. How, how do you routinely right. touch 103 and 104? <laughs> and it's like he threw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball at one point last night, and we were all like, huh? How do you yeah. go from 103 to 98? Did y'all, did y'all, like, know, people know that he had these capabilities before last night? Ben did. And, and people ben who, who? Ben McKee knew that Ben Joyce <laughs> had this capability, and anybody who's been reading my work and, and keeping up with the, the baseball coverage from Ben McKee Knew this. Ain't that right, Rusty? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you talking third person? That's right. Oh, Lord. See what you he did, Rusty? You hyped him up. It's your fault. He doesn't went third person, but hey. Yeah, it's your fault. You hyped him up. Right. I didn't say congratulations about the baby. I didn't say nothing about the reporting. <laughs> he, he's, doing, he's doing a good job. I know but, Rusty keeps up. That's why I said. I do. I'm locked in. So, the 90-mile-per-hour change-up that had nice movement to me was the best picture of the night. Lo- love seeing that. Throwing 103, 104, 102, that's all great. But can he can he can he get your eyes to move? And, and that that pitch right there was absolutely filthy. My so just just want to catch up on things, and I know nobody knows more about what's going on in that sport than you right now. I've heard all kinds of conflicting reports. Is Didwell going to pitch for the Vols this year, in your opinion, and in other people's opinions? Yes. Okay. If if he okay. does not pitch this season, it's because something else happens. But okay. a, as of today, he is he is going to pitch. He is throwing right now, uh, not necessarily on a mound, but he's soft toss and just simple throwing. Like he he's throwing right now. He he hasn't gotten back on a mound. I don't I don't believe, but he yeah. is going to pitch this year unless he has a setback. 
just from very, very far away heard things like he might be just shutting it down and getting prepared for. Those people are wrong. Okay, good, good. That's what I wanted to hear. And, and hey, I Ben, wanted, I wanted to tell him, tell him, tell him again. Those people are wrong, Rusty. It sounded like uh, mid-March, early April, uh, assuming everything goes according to plan. Um, so the, the way uh, – I mean, Tony even talked about it in a radio interview this week that uh, it, it's kind of a weird mix of he, he's not – he is kind of far away, but he's also not far away. Uh, he, he's – far away in the sense of he hasn't gotten on the mound yet but but once he does get on the mound uh it, it won't take too long to, to ramp him back up so he's gonna pitch this year unless he has a setback simple as that cool. hey uh last thing uh triple j is about to shut down jabari smith on saturday <laughs> the balls by the balls by double digits i hope so you put some money on it rusty can't gamble out here. You need to move back. Hey, you can't smoke weed there. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. Well, enjoy, I guess, enjoy your your buzz with money in your pocket still. I don't know. I guess. Double digits and JJ Jay shutting down Jabari Smith. Hope so. I mean, Ole Miss technically shut him down if you want to look at it that way. He only had 15 points. He's been dropping 29, 30 here and there last couple games. But keeping Jabari 15 or less would be a win for Tennessee. Just don't know who's going to be able to do it. But as a team, that's how you play defense. And as a team, Tennessee is one of the best defend, defensive teams in the country. Auburn's a great defensive team, too. Crazy stat they showed during the game yesterday. Crazy stat. So it'll be a nice... Nice matchup of guard play. Nice matchup of defense that we'll see on Saturday at a in a packed Thompson Bowling Arena. Can't wait to see it, man. Thanks for the phone call, Rusty. Thanks for your time today. Swain and Vent Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. For the GOAT, the baseball GOAT, Ben McKee. I'm Jason Swain. Hope you have a great day. Peace and love. We are out. Swain and Vent Fuel by Dead End Barbecue.